Hi, my name is Rachel with All Poconos Rentals and Short-Term Gems. You are listening to Fearless Investor Podcast with my good friend, Kyle Stanley. Keep listening to learn how to conquer the world of investing. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain. You have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb, but I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. You're listening to me, Kyle Stanley. A couple of quick notes before we get started here. Have you left a review for our podcast? If you haven't, please stop what you're doing. Leave a review right now on your podcast platform. If you're watching on YouTube, then make sure to just comment on this video. And if you haven't already subscribed, you're going to want to do that too, because we got a lot of great guests, a lot of great information in real estate and the short-term rentals industry. Um, speaking of which, I've got a note here from one of our sponsors, and it is Boostly, my good friend Mark Simpson over there. He says, listen up in case you didn't know, it's 2021. Things are changing in the short-term rentals world. Hosts, you can't keep on trying to just get all of your bookings through Airbnb. You have to start booking directly if you want to build a true business. How do you do it? Well, it's really simple. You just get a website and make sure it's a WordPress website. And I know what you're thinking. If it's WordPress, it's going to be a lot of money. Or it's going to take a lot of time. Well, that's exactly where Boostly comes in. Boostly is the best in the business for website design for the short-term rentals industry. They are working with over 600 clients Worldwide, every website is built on WordPress and done for you, so you don't have to do anything. Pricing starts right around $99, and it doesn't matter if you have one property or 100. And once again, um, my good friend Mark Simpson over at Boostly, he says that it's guaranteed to get you direct bookings, guaranteed to get your direct bookings or your money back. Just book a call with Mark and his team at Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y, .co.uk forward slash fearless. Your future business will thank you. Again, that's boostly.co.uk forward slash fearless. Go check it out. And today we are talking about Airbnb and short-term rentals, but even more so how to maximize the profit so that you don't have to get a ton of units in order to make a ton of money. Rachel Gainsbrew is really just She's found a little niche with being able to get this, this specific property, this avatar property. It's got a certain look. It's got a certain size. It's got a certain layout. And with those properties, she can still make buku bucks way up here. And, and so I love it. She's going she's gonna to talk about just really keeping overhead low, keeping your, your business very simple. And uh, that's something that looking back, if I could do this all over again, I would be doing exactly what she's doing. I wouldn't say yes to every opportunity because what that can do is that can really overwhelm your team. And you have to create more systems or bring in more people. And so it's a very, you know, skeleton and bones kind of business that she doesn't need a whole lot. She's going to show you exactly how she's done that right here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. Let's get to it. 
Hey everyone, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. You're listening to me, Kyle Stanley, and we have a very special guest today, Rachel Gainsbrew from Georgia, and she is coming in with the uh, short-term gems uh, and also all Pocono Rentals, uh, which yes, you have heard that name before because we just had a guest on last week, Svetlana. Uh, both Rachel and Svetlana work together, but uh, hey, little little tip here, be on the lookout on Netflix because Rachel is going to be a big deal here. We've got her showing up on Netflix on a new show called The 60 Second Home Sale. So very exciting. We've got an, our own celebrity on this uh, this episode right now. Rachel, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Kyle. So excited to be here. Awesome. Hey, uh, you know, we, we were talking a little bit before we started, and, and I know Airbnb is the main topic today, but you actually said that your crazy story is in real estate. So let, let's hear a story to start off here. Yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of our origin story. So my husband and I, after we were done paying off student loans, we decided, you know what, it's time to start investing for our future. And we were looking at some real estate uh, deals and offerings, and we found a crazy good deal uh, nearby in Alabama. Uh, so we drove out there and we're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be great. We had all of our vision and dreams in place. And when we get there, this house looked literally like it was put together with duct tape and caulking, like all outside. And so, oh my gosh, I was just frightened. And um, the the homeowner was expecting us, so my husband's heading to the door to knock on the door. I'm like, no, don't knock, don't <laughs> knock on the door. And so, um, yeah, he's like, you sure? I said don't knock on there. Let's go. Let's go back home. It was like a three hour drive and we went back home. And um, that's when I realized um, the asset class that I'm looking for is probably not going to be, you know, a fixer up, a significant fixer upper or a full gut job. And really we, we design our entire portfolio around homes that are a little bit more put together. We're not uh, strong enough for the we buy ugly houses crew who are probably more <laughs> of the we buy pretty houses type of investors and so there you'll you go our short-term rental portfolio that's awesome that's really awesome um well yeah and and you gotta you gotta sometimes get those those duds before you can get those those gems yes i <laughs> I, I am saying gems because of your <laughs> your company name i think that's a perfect name for your company that's awesome uh all right. Well, hey, let's hear the story because I know, um, you know, it's really interesting that, you know, you and Svetlana work together because you do have kind of similar stories um, in terms of the background. So um, take us back to, you know, where, wherever, you know, that that time is in your life that you kind of um, would like to start this and, and bring us up to speed with where you're at today. Awesome. Yeah. So first of all, I just want to thank you again, Kyle, for having me making this space, uh, because I think it's really important that this information is out there and for you to take the time to put it together. I just can't thank you enough for the effort. And um, just if anyone who's listening, if you can please share this with your friends, you know, you have friends who need to hear about investing, real estate investing, short-term rentals, such an opportunity. It's such a, such a great asset to be a part of. So um, as far as my story, I'm originally from Haiti, uh, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, came to the U.S. Uh, by way of my mom and dad. Uh, they were educators and healthcare professionals back home, but when they got to this country, they really wanted an opportunity for me and my siblings, and they recognized that due to the government, that opportunity would not, uh, you know, 
be there in, in our home country. So uh, just grateful to be here. Um, fast forward, I guess, 20 something years later, got my doctorate in pharmacy. I help uh, other pharmacists, hospitals throughout the US cover 50 states. Uh, that's my job by day, but by night, um, real estate investing. I, I just, we found such a great joy in hosting others through short-term rentals. And we have found that this, type of real estate actually accelerated, significantly accelerated our, our wealth and our opportunity for um, financial independence more so than long-term rentals. So that's what mm. really drew us to the short-term rental investing realm. That's awesome. So, I mean, I know you kind of just breezed over it there, but there had to be some sort of uh, transition period as you moved over and, uh, and, you know, started a new life here in the U.S. Can you talk about that at all? Yeah, you know, and it was when I was really, really young and the transition period was that my parents, they really had to forego a lot of the status that they had. Oops, sorry, they had to forego their status. They had to forego their education. They had to forego a lot of that in order to make sure that we had what we needed. So they worked hard, worked a lot. And I am ever so grateful for their sacrifice, for their dedication. But um, for us, you know, upon graduate graduation, we were working corporate America. You know, we had great incomes, um, great opportunities, but still trading time for money. And just again, you know, real estate investing. And there are a lot of type different types of investing out there that affords people an opportunity to make money when they sleep. And so. I, I, it doesn't get old when I hear the little ding of uh, a guest booking. Yeah, uh, that's, a good sound. that's a great sound. And so for us, you know, it's been worth uh, the sacrifice. It's been worth the hard work, uh, the long days, the long weekends, the long nights setting up and breaking down and so on and so forth. Equally as good um, but scary is the, uh, the message at 2 a.m. that wakes you up, which is why we now... Uh, outsource that stuff, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for uh, yeah. our assistance and our <laughs> yes, absolutely. They can yeah. they can take those calls. Um, well, hey, that that's awesome. So, I I think um, it, it sounds to me like you know the the real struggle there was on on your parents' side, and they were able to to really help set up a life for for you and your siblings. Um, it sounds like they instilled a lot of great work ethic in you as well. It, it, I just, you know, you and I are in a mastermind together along with Svetlana and I just get the, the impression every time that I see you, that I hear you, that, um, we talk, I'm just like, she's a go-getter. She's professional. Like, does, did that come from the parents or where did that come from? Yeah, absolutely. You know, with anything in life, they really encourage me to be the best that I can be, whether it's um, education, whether it's, you know, helping the kids with the choir at church or whatever it may be, but just to be the best. And they really, really push for education because they really believe that that would afford us an opportunity, you know, to further our future and an opportunity for freedom. But what was the, I guess the one biggest, the biggest gap for me was financial literacy. Mm. And that really shook us after graduating because at the university, they said, yeah, well, you're going to make all this money. You're a pharmacist and it's going to be great. And I was like, yeah, take out all the student loans. And 
it was like, we're going to Sizzler, we're going to do this and that. And oh my goodness, when you walk away from <laughs> graduate school with close to half a million dollars worth of student loan debt, no credit cards, but half a million dollars worth of student loan debt, you're about to start your life, you need a house, you need a car, you're no longer in the dorms or, you know, sharing an apartment with four other uh, gals or grad students. It, you know, it was such a wake up call to us, you know? So financial literacy is so huge for me. And so this is something that I absolutely um, an advocate for. And I work with other pharmacists and I show them and I share with them our journey and how we were able to pay off our student loans and how we're able to now invest. And so that is one of my life missions is to influence the financial literacy of other pharmacists, especially pharmacists, female pharmacists, pharmacist moms, healthcare professionals all over. I want to influence over a million healthcare professionals because wow. believe it or not, you know, a lot of us didn't know, a lot of us don't know, and we don't have that background in terms of understanding how finances work, taxes, taxes <laughs> work, and all of that. So yeah, that's, that is a personal mission of mine as well. That's really cool. So I mean, it takes it takes a lot more than just one-on-one conversations to reach a million people. So what what ways are you working on connecting with that many people in the medical industry? Yeah, so I attend Clubhouse. I, you know, I share as much as I can when I'm on Clubhouse. I've been in your room several times. And um, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, it says that my goal is to help pharmacists um, create a life they don't need a vacation from. And, and, and that's huge for me. Um, I'm also, uh, I guess I founded a little Facebook group where I invite others and I share with, um, my financial pharmacist group, I, I interview with them and share the little gems of what we're doing, whether it's a small unit that we're uh, launching or a large unit that we're launching. It, I, I just keep sharing that information, keep providing some encouragement on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I, I coach some of my uh, colleagues. I provide strategy sessions with them, you know, to show that there is, there is another way. It's not just about what you see, you know, in front of your face, but there's a whole mindset, mm -hmm. you know, and a heart yeah. set behind it. So mindset is huge. And, yeah. you know, Absolutely. yeah, try well, to help it, that mindset. Sounds like you're just, you know, having as many conversations as possible and, and reaching out and touching people on a daily basis. Like they say, you know, you got to, in order to eat an elephant, you got to do it one bite at a time. So <laughs> that's, that sounds, that sounds awesome. So, um, Talk a little bit more about your your Airbnb and your short-term rentals uh, businesses because you have you have your own and then you also work with Svetlana a little bit. I'd love to hear a little bit more information um, about what you're doing every day in, in your businesses. Yeah, so I am such a believer in networking and I feel that we can go further if we go together. And so I had the opportunity to partner up with Svetlana um, a, a little bit earlier this year. I met her in a women's mastermind, a Go Abundance Women's Mastermind on real estate investing. And um, so she was looking for someone, a chief of staff, in order to help with the daily operations of her business as she transitions to building a dream resort uh, in 2022. And so, um, yeah, 
she kind of tapped me and we, we already had a great relationship. And I thought, oh my gosh, wow, what an opportunity um, to work with such a rock star as Svetlana. She has a fantastic portfolio, a similar asset class to mine, single family homes, large homes. Our ideal client avatar is the same, large families, multifamilies, um, traveling with children and pets. And so that is my same asset class, single family home, uh, typically four or five bedroom homes. We can host anywhere from 10 to 15, 16 uh, guests and, and just we, we love it. And so there is definitely some um, opportunity to collaborate there. And so my goal really is I, I do have that shiny object syndrome when I see all of my friends who are investors who have like 2000 doors. It's like, oh my gosh, look at all yeah. these doors, you know, I want all these doors. But uh, the more I learn about myself and it's going back to our origin story, the more I learn about myself, it's like, no, I don't necessarily want all of those doors. You know, I love the revenue opportunity that comes with all of those doors, but uh, we get those revenue opportunities with just the few doors that we have in our personal portfolio. So our strategy really is to own and operate the least amount of properties that generate the highest profitability. Yeah. And you said that to me before we got on here. And I just loved how you said that with highest profitability, lowest number of properties. And you went on to also tell me that you're really not in a vacation area. So, um, Tell us a little bit more about your area and also if you don't mind sharing the numbers, um, what you're grossing on um, a monthly basis on each of these properties. Yeah, absolutely. So our um, area is not a vacation area. We are in a suburban area, excellent schools, just a really nice area. And so I will tell you that our primary clientele is um, anywhere from those who are here for the film industry. Georgia is now known as the um, Hollywood of the South, AKA Yollywood is what I heard today. <laughs> and, um, and also we cater to families who are displaced from their homes due to um, an insurance related event or a catastrophic event, really. One of our guests, um, his home burned down, you know, these are things that happen every now and then, or if there's a big flood and all of the flooring needs to be replaced. And what has been interesting with uh, the timeline on contracting work, uh, typically they uh, book for a month through an insurance agency. And there's a lot of uh, nuance and caveat with that. You know, you want to definitely dot your I's and cross your T's um, with those types of uh, bookings. However, um, they will book for one month, but you and I know, Kyle, nothing gets done in a month in the construction world or renovation world right now. Yeah. And so our guests- that's, Staying a lot longer then, huh? Yeah. So our guest that was uh, checked in in October, they're checking out in June uh, this month in a few days. And then he just texts me. He's like, yeah, I'm probably going to have to stay with my parents for a little while because it's not quite done yet. And so- um, that, that is one of the clientele that we have. And these families are, um, the price points are going to be higher uh, for these larger homes, four bedroom, five bedroom, six bedroom homes, uh, and, and still quite cost effective for the insurance companies. Because um, truth be, to tell you the truth, the hotels, for instance, you know, imagine 
a family of five or a family of 10 uh, staying in a hotel. And mm -hmm. one of the moms said, imagine cooking for 10 people in a hotel. Yeah. And so they would need three, four bedrooms. So uh, we do a cost analysis before we quote uh, the insurance. We'll look at what the Hilton or Marriott is charging uh, per room. And we just kind of uh, do an evaluation that way. And we, we quote them that rate. And so it, it varies some, but it can range anywhere from one unit is about 10 to 15K. Wow. Uh, the other one is 15 to 23K per month. And so how many doors would it take to get to that number in a multifamily? And so, yeah, yeah the least that, amount of properties with the highest profitability. That's amazing. So question, because you've, you've mentioned a couple of times with the insurance, um, is that, would you get the same numbers if you listed it on Airbnb or do you feel like you're able to inflate those a little bit? Because, you know, I, I've taken insurance claims as well. And it, it feels like 90% of the time, you just kind of name your price and they're like, yeah, sure, here you go. Um, so, <laughs> which is really nice, but it, it also means that most of the time when I get an insurance claim, I'm making a little bit more than I would on Airbnb or VRBO. Do you feel it's the same way for you guys? I would say 80% yes okay, and 20% no, because uh, the, other, the, the other client base that we serve in the area are... Uh, movie executives, right? Mm, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Movie executives with all the bells and whistles and they just pay <laughs> Yeah, better than insurance sometimes. So I would not feel comfortable asking a family who, you know, just lost their home in a fire for 15,000 months. That's outrageous. Right. Those words cannot come out of my mouth, yeah. but when you're doing business to business, it's a whole different situation. I'm totally comfortable with that. Sure, so on sure. Airbnb, those properties would generate, I would say, um, and non-insurance, non-celebrity type, most likely about four to six K per month. Okay. Yeah. And so this, this is really wild to me because that's about what I would expect. It, you're, you're in, you know, three, four, five bedroom houses, maybe a little bit bigger. Even I think one of them was a six bedroom. I heard you talking about, um, and I would expect, you know, upwards of, Georgia. you know, Low cost of living area. Yeah. yeah four to 6,000, maybe five to 7,000. If it's got a few more bedrooms, um, so do you, do you chalk all that up to the relationships that you have with insurance companies and location, or is there something that you're offering at your homes that, um, maybe someone at home is listening right now and they're like, Hey, I've got a, I've got a big place, but I'm not making that kind of money. Is there any things that people could be doing to raise the value? Um, and maybe not get 10 or 15,000, but add another thousand dollars of revenue to their bottom line. That is a great question. Um, and that is something that I'm always trying to value. How, how else can I add value? Mm -hmm. I will tell you adding uh, pet friendly has changed the trajectory of our business because mm. no one else was pet friendly. Okay. Okay. So that already provides um, context, I think for the guests, if I were to board these three dogs, how much would that cost? Yeah, and yeah. so they're, they're going to be reminded, reminded of that. So already you can provide context to guess you are boarding three dogs. It's going to be a thousand dollars, right? Per month to board three dogs, maybe if not more. Yeah. So already that's adding value. Um, uh, kid friendly, you know, the three things that you would provide is the stroller, the high chair, um, stroller, high chair, and 
the crib or a pack and play. So that adds more value as well. You can travel, um, you know, and know that those amenities are there. Uh, to me, I think the location helps too, but just the way we present the properties online and the way we present them on different portals. Yeah. So we, we list on a, on a corporate housing by owner. We, we just really elevate the properties. They're already in a great neighborhood with great curb appeal. That's going to be number one when I'm looking for a property. If curb appeal is lacking, that's okay. I can handle it. But if I'm going into a neighborhood and it's the hood, like my house in Miami, and as I'm driving through, everyone's coming in to look at the car, that neighborhood is not going to be one where you can generate that type of profitability unless right. something's there. So if you are purchasing a home, even if it's not the most illustrious expensive home if you're you know driving through the neighborhood it's clean clean is important um uh nuanced and kind of funky is okay but it has to be clean um that's important but it's how you present the property if you present it as an executive property if you uh add little high-end um items there mm -hmm. we add really good um small kitchen appliances we have great large kitchen appliances. Uh, one of the properties has a Vitamix, you know, we really, which is not a, a cheap blender, you know, so we really want to make sure that we have really high quality appliances. And those are the things we do to, to kind of generate that. Um, I don't know if we're in that type of bubble where, you know, those numbers are going to die down significantly. It's a mm -hmm. weird couple of years, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are the things we do to add value. Okay, that's awesome. The question, backup question I have about pets, and especially if you have someone that's staying there for call it a month or two, um, man, that sounds like a, a pain in the butt for the cleaners. So is there anything, any tricks, any hacks that if someone is saying, yes, I'd love to be pet friendly, um, but they know there's going to be that, that back end cleaning side of it, is there anything that you're doing to make that a little bit easier? Yeah, uh, the one thing I do personally, and we're grateful to own the majority of our properties, is the first thing I do when I enter into a property, outside of flattening the ceilings, because the popcorn ceiling just kind of cheapens things out, yeah. we um, remove all the flooring uh, carpets. We remove all carpets and we only use hard surface. We'll throw a little rug on there and eventually we'll invest in some ruggables to add like a softness to it, but we remove all the carpets. And already, I think that takes what 60 or 70% of the headache out of cleaning, mm -hmm. you know? So okay. luxury vinyl plank for the most part, if there's excellent hardwood, we're not pulling that up, but yeah, we'll, we'll luxury vinyl plank um, and kind of rinse or proof the area that way. We like to use um, sofas that are um, slip covered, you know, and washable, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? So you wash it, you, you know, and other than that, I mean, what else is there? We, our cleaners know to do that deep clean where they're going in behind all the nooks and crannies for any pet hairs. And, and I, they do a fantastic job. You wouldn't know that there's an animal there and uh, to get rid of the, the, any animal smell, which we're, we're pet, we have three dogs. So <laughs> we are our avatar. We don't smell it anymore, but I know some people can be sensitive to it. We have an ozone machine that, you know, is helpful to clear any of those odors out. Cool. So yeah. that's awesome. Well, I, I feel like you have such a clear vision 
of your, your business and your properties. And I think there's so many people, including myself, that we just got into this and we're just, yes, yes, yes. Saying yes to everything, especially, you know, you're doing a lot of property um, or, you know, um, basically co-hosting for other owners, just like me, you know, I, man, I get that call from an owner in the beginning and I'm just so thrilled someone wants to even hire me and, and become my client. Then I look back on it and I'm like, oh, this two bedroom, one bath is just not worth my time. I'd much rather be in the four bedroom, two bath with you know a really nice backyard or a pool or something like that. Um, so was there a certain like transition you had to make in order to get there? Or did you just know from the beginning that that was your avatar property? Uh, I told you I've got shiny object syndrome. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, just the other day, I was presented an opportunity and I had to really take a step back and, and identify, is this really, you know, something that is within my wheelhouse? And so I think with our training with legends, we, we can kind of take a step back and identify, you know, is this something that um, is going to make sense? for our portfolio. And I have declined a few because of that, but I, I was like you too, Kyle. Yeah, I was, yes, yes. It's just exciting to, you know, we love the business. We're excited. We want to work with others. We want to help others succeed, but is the homeowner realistic? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so that's, that was one of the biggest things that I, I had a hard time overcoming my homeowner. She was not very realistic with the numbers that she can uh, get based on that type of property and the location on, and all of that. And so already, you know, not the greatest asset and then an unrealistic homeowner. It's like, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a disaster waiting to happen. But I absolutely love, love helping homeowners. Um, you know, find a way to generate um, some profitability with their greatest asset is, is their home. One of their greatest assets is this property or their greatest investments as far as on this earth is, is their property. And it's important that um, if they want to utilize that for an investment property that they can really um, capitalize and generate, uh, you know, as much as they can. So we do uh, the pricing, you know, management, revenue management, and so, but you got to be honest and you got to be clear as far as what the market demands. Not all homes will demand the same pricing. And so that's going to be key as well. Perfect. That's great. So Rachel, aside from becoming a Netflix celebrity, uh, what is on the, uh, the next, um, what's coming up next for, for you and your business? What are you focusing on? Um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, the education piece is huge for me. I've been really um, having a great time helping others grow their portfolio, grow their business. And again, if you know, we go further, if we go together. And so I have a little course that I'm working on with the pharmacists, teaching healthcare professionals, you know, how to, how to do this, even though we're busy, it's really, really important. So Hopefully I can launch that by the end of the summer, but I think it's just really important that they know that there is another revenue stream out there that can be, you know, managed uh, remotely, managed in a way that fits into their lifestyle. And I just think, you know, as healthcare professionals, we want to provide that great patient care and we can provide that if we know that we are doing the right things for our family, for ourselves. And it just takes patient care to a whole other level if that's what we want to do full time. If we know that our revenue and our finances are in place and are well put together. That's great. So if people are in that boat and they want to follow you, 
get your content, especially see if that course comes out here uh, eventually, where can they do that? Yeah, just email me um, at rachel at shorttermgyms.com. That's rachel at shorttermgyms.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, short.term.gyms, and uh, you can find me there. Perfect. You mentioned Clubhouse too. Don't forget that. Yep. I'm on Clubhouse <laughs> at Rachel STG. <laughs> it's a lot of handles to uh, to keep up with. Yeah. yeah. I pop in and out of Clubhouse as much as possible. Just love connecting and networking with people all over uh, the world on Clubhouse, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. Well, Rachel Gainsbrew, thank you so much for joining us today and helping our audience to conquer the world of investing. Appreciate you. Thank you. Show notes for this one are fearlesskyle.com forward slash short term gems. And that is where you're going to go to check out uh, all the things that Rachel mentioned, plus how to connect with her. Uh, she just has a huge heart for helping others, especially in the medical industry. But you know, if, if you're not in the medical industry, you can still learn from people like this. And so I would really suggest that you follow her content, get connected with her. And uh, especially what I love about this story is just, you know, knowing what your property, your avatar property should look like. Is it a four bedroom with a pool? Is it a three bedroom with two baths? Is it, you know, uh, a three bedroom with a big backyard? What, what does that look like? What do your guests want and what kind of guests do you want to attract? And that's exactly what she has figured out in both of her uh, short-term rentals businesses. You can do the same. So hopefully this helped you today to be able to conquer the world of investing, and especially the short-term rentals industry. Uh, you've been listening to the Fearless Investor Podcast with me, Kyle Stanley. We'll see you next time.